breached the Black Helpline. The revolution will not be televised. The germ likes that shit. You don't like it when I do that? I don't like slurping and burping. Dude, you do too. <laughs> Whatever. I fucking say that. Fucking just, prude. Just <laughs> You know you get along. You're the... Quit your jibble jabble. Oh, <laughs> we spoke earlier about the black vote and what that means to us. And one of the things that actually affects the black vote that we didn't touch on is the incarceration rate in our country. And the and the and the side effects of being incarcerated. Not just if you're black, but if you're any ethnicity. But in, it favors, you know, redlining blacks when they get out of prison and they want to, you know, roll back into society and yeah. they want to make a change in the difference. Yeah, disenfranchised. Completely disenfranchised on all levels. Voting yeah. being the least of their fucking problems. Yeah. Getting that you job. Know? Getting that job. Getting that credit. Getting that student loan. Getting anything of value that stops you from going back. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a two-way key. In other words, you know, one hand's one part's in your head, the other part's back in the cage. Yeah. You know? And the probation guy is your overseer. Yeah, and don't you think, I think that, personally, is by design. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's by design to, to entrap just African Americans. It's by design to entrap anybody who isn't smart enough or, or have the resources Rich to get out enough. of it. Yeah. I.e. Rich. Yep. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tricky Mickey. I'm Malcontent. I'm Big Germ. You've reached the Black Helpline. We're talking about incarceration. We're talking about the Central Park Five. We're talking about what a hot piece of shit Trump is. And we knew he was in New York 25 years ago. Tied to it. Can't believe that nobody outside of New York knew what a hot, big, fucking, funky piece of shit that he is, but... He is a hot, funky piece of shit because he was the one of the front runners, and even like like you said, the Central Park Five, and trying to get them convicted by you know the, the death public. Penalty. You wanted the death penalty. Yes, and he's using the public to actually convict them before they were convicted. Yeah, he pull out that ad. Yes, put an ad in the paper, um, exclaiming this, and you know it. It, it was insane to actually. You know, we're old enough to even still remember when that happened. And I remember feeling, God, that could be any fucking body. It, it could have been anybody. Wrong, you know? Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. Or, you know, you just said to, you just at the white place at the white time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the way you're looking over your microphone. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. I meant that shit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's serious. It is the white place at the white time. And, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of people end up in that situation, they end up in the system, even if it's just a minor stop on the street. You give them your ID, they're going to put that shit in there and say, you got stopped. Oh, what you get stopped for back in 19, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he won't, he refuses to apologize for it. Yes. Refuses. Of course he's not going to yeah. apologize for no, it. No, never. The guy doesn't know He doesn't know how to apologize because he never thinks he's wrong. No. No. He isn't wrong. He's never wrong. He's insane. Okay? We, since we're going to give insanity a, a plea deal, for, you know, all of a sudden, this would not him. 
but that's what we do now. Well, Brock Turner was listed in a school book somewhere as the uh, as a rapist. Like, there's a picture of him, his mug mugshot, and then some teacher listed him in her school book as a rapist. So there's no reason well, she why we wrote it in or it got edited. No, it was, in. it was edited in. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Wow. So there's no reason in the world why you know a picture of an insane person couldn't be 45. <laughs> 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 That'd be pretty amazing. Scribble that one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a few months ago, I went to this lecture um, featuring one in the Central Park Five, Yusef Salam. He, you know, he he wrote a he wrote a book. He he wrote he he wrote a, a lot of experiences about. It. He wrote a lot of poetry when he's there. The one, th- and that was a lot of talking points with that. You know, he explained all this, all the you know, all the all the all the cr- the red tape they created. For that case, they created problems that stopped them from defending themselves. But one of the things that stuck out about me about that was his 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 his, his willingness to never give up and say, "I'm only going to be in here for 20 years. I just sit and, and suck it out." He never gave up that, and he used poetry to help himself, you know, release versus just letting it eat them alive and so many brothers and sisters who are who are incarcerated who go to the joint don't have that ability or don't exercise that ability and they come out of there mad madder than when they went in but there's no hope there's no hope and i think that poetry even things like poetry something that gives you occupied time mm-hmm. can help you overcome that because they don't know what's going to be outside when they come out. They don't know that it's going to be this hard to vote. They don't know it's going to be hard to get a job. They don't know that distance, disenfranchisement gets stronger every year they're in there. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. And we're never going to ever get over that fear right. of being locked up. It doesn't matter how old you are. That's been proven. Yeah. Well, and there's nothing in place for when they come out. There's no solid infrastructure. There's no guarantee that you're ever going to have a life there's no guarantee you're ever even going to be able to make any money everything will follow you now everything you're shunned for life you know unless you build your own empire which is hard to do in such a low level you know and i get it people got to eat but shit people got to be safe too there are places out there though that are will help you know uh, ex or convicts uh, get work, you know, find find an education. Yes, find. But yeah, whenever whenever we end up talking about, you know, people trying to get out of the system and come back in, it's it's always going to be a struggle. And there are, like you said, big German places that help people do this. You know. Yeah, there's a national hire network. I'm looking at, you know, they give uh, Minnesota Recovery Connection. That's local just places out there for people there are a few they're few and far between though and in terms of making a really decent living and getting ahead on things you know i don't i i don't see a lot of opportunity shit i don't see a lot of opportunity for for a lot of black people let alone black people who are incarcerated yeah yeah i've seen it all my life where it just it's just a vicious cycle like i said it's set up so that you can repeat your bad behaviors to be able to get in. And here they come. <laughs> they are we listening did not to put this. in the sound effect. They're listening to us. Here they come. They're not coming. And they're, you know, because when they come, you run. That but was on an a, ambulance siren, by the way. 
But the good thing about it is, unfortunately, a lot of us learn from that and we grow from it. You know, who have not been in, been privy to the system. I have not been privy to the system. I think it would have killed me. Yeah, it sucks. Where? I've been in the system. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in, not for anything heavy. They yeah. tried to. They yeah, really did try right. to put me in prison once, but yeah. no. I had Keith work. Ellison as my attorney. Oh, nice. you did? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Nice. Damn. I know somebody else who had him, had him as their attorney. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Oh, just with yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I was almost arrested for being um, semi-nude in Powderhorn Park after the May Day Parade, but (laughs) it was was really bullshit. In the daytime or daytime? Thank you. It was after the parade. Okay, well, I mean, some shit-ass cop. Nine nine o'clock is after the parade too. No, this was this was right after the parade, before it before they crossed the the lake. You know the whole thing. Yeah, but some shit-ass cop cornered us in the bathroom was like you were nude all these kids saw you so i wrote an article for the city pages i wrote a, a story about it for the city pages saying yeah we weren't and we managed to get out of it yeah well that that's the it. thing when you try to even if you try to enjoy yourself it's almost like you you can't have fun we're gonna figure out we're gonna find a way to like say stop mm. and that that goes for everybody but you ever know remember remember when you were the only the only raisin you know in the sun <laughs> you sitting there <laughs> And the cops stop you all, but they come right over to your dark ass. Like, so, what was going on here? Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to be the snitch. You know, it's like, nah, bro, I still need these people. You know, I live ne- right next to Timmy, actually. My parents, you know, I live over here. Is that Prove your it. white boy voice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live over here. It's pretty squeaky. <laughs> totally. Let your jibble is that the only thing that Mr. T says? No. Get up, boo! Get up, get up, get up, boo! Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta be able to laugh it off, though. Yes, you really you do. Have yeah. to be able to laugh it off because and be blessed. Well, sometimes you gotta take every day as a new day, filled with fresh opportunities. Fresh opportunities. <laughs> Stretch your arms, go stand That's on your right. porch and go, oh, look at these motherfuckers right. across the street. What's well, yeah. gonna happen today? That is right. Well, you know what? That's what I, every time I turn on the radio in the morning, because I listen to radio, because I'm at the age where I just listen to fucking, just the talk radio. I'm like, hmm, hit the power button. What the fuck happened today? <laughs> Yeah, I had to turn off social media because it was starting to really wear me down. Well, it's repetitive, you know. Well, it's also very depressing. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Well, it's pretty depressing times right now. It it is. You You, you listen to public radio, it's on rotation with bullshit in a story after a story. So just block it out after the first 30 minutes because it's the same news cycle every 30 minutes. Right, right, right. And it's the same stuff. No solutions to it, just a lot of bantering about it, you know? And I think that a lot of that, we, we're all responsible for that. Absolutely. You know, jibber-jabbing and not actually doing anything about it. Talking loud, saying nothing. Yeah. You know, we got, we got our Black Panthers that used to do it, but we don't have the same people we used to have. And I'd like to know what you guys think about what our future leaders will look like to help us with this problem of incarceration. Because I think that if we have leaders that actually mentor younger kids, people 
to help them stay out of jail. Yeah. Like elders who've been to jail. And they say, this is how you stay out, brother. And this is how you stay out, sister. This is how you beat the system. You beat the system by not becoming a part of it, but by embracing what it has to offer. Well, to what about changing out. the system that puts them there? Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Embracing it so you can change it. Well, I mean, you know, like changing some of these laws, obviously, <clears> that, <throat> you know, you got a low-level dude, you know, the low-level crime doing well, they started doing years my, over somebody that's done assault. Well, I'll give Illinois and Colorado and Washington State props. They are expunging and releasing uh-huh. um, prisoners who have been incarcerated in the last 10 years because of marijuana charges. Yeah. So that is a start. You yeah. know, A$AP Rocky can keep his punk, no-talent <laughs> ass over in Sweden, you know. But maybe Kim Kardashian will help him out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, one thing that we... that. That has happened. I can't believe you mentioned that one's name. One thing that uh, that has happened within black leadership is fragmentation. And the best way to not consolidate, if you want to have power and effect change, you have to consolidate your power. You can't have fragmented. Absolutely. And so, Who's way back when, it, way back when, well, we had Martin Luther King was assassinated. We had Black Panthers that were completely obliterated. We mm. had. Malcolm X and all these people who were black leaders, and we haven't had a real serious black leader emerge since Martin Luther King. I can't think of one. Can no. you? No, we have not. And no. so not having a black leader with a black voice that can rally people. Obama, I think, was close, but he wasn't that... He, he was interested, I believe, in being more magnanimous and being more... Uh, you know, Obama like, was a centrist, yeah. and he was he Very was a poster a child for centrists. So that's how he can. That's why be, he, never he was going to be president. That's it. Yeah, he was going to be president. That's all. You know, milestone. Very much a centrist, but you know, having no. No serious black leader it leads to very serious consequences for the black community because we don't know. A lot of people don't know where to turn. So, and because of that. There's this whole like kind of hopeless feeling behind it, I think. Well, and that and that and that goes along with keeping young people occupied with with faith, with hope and faith in themselves. Having these black these mentors, particularly black males, yeah. you know, having black males to help mentor them. When I was doing the Big Brother program, I saw it constantly. Well, who's when gonna, they were hungry for it? Who's going to step up nationally? Yeah, well, if they step up, they either well, you know, you know what happens if they step step up nationally. We either got one with a perm or one with a push. You know, mm. don't nobody want no operation. Don't nobody <laughs> want no want no Rainbow. flat iron. You know, <laughs> was that Al Sharpton? Yeah, Al, Al, Reverend with, Al, with his hungry pimp looking ass. It's like, man, you should have shrunk your head too. <laughs> he looked like a hungry pimp. <laughs> You know, bobblehead pimp. He's like he's like a, he's like the black Mitch McConnell shit. That motherfucker. No, man. he's not that bad. He's not that bad. No one's, <laughs> no one is as bad as bitch. Al McConnell. Sharpton is our Al Sharpton is our is our major threat in this country. When he when he says he's going that this is bad or something like that, everybody in everybody in two boroughs listens to him. The rest of the country, who the fuck is Al Sharpton? Yeah, well, you know, when he did Saturday Night Live, lucky. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he dark. did. Yeah, yes. he did Saturday Night Live. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. But you know, if we were gonna have a, if we were gonna really have a leader, there are no real, there are no, there are no educated radicals that would be uh, respected enough in this country to actually make that that leap. You know, yeah, you yeah. need a respected radical to do this work. Yeah. You know, respected intelligent radical. Yeah, I mean, I would volunteer, but my feet hurt, yeah. so I got bone spurs. <laughs> but. <laughs> Excuses, that's excuses. A, that's a valid excuse. You'd have, you'd have to talk to a lot of people not 
that don't look like you. I would talk to them. I talked to them already. Shit. Well, you know, who do you think fixes my cars and, and mows my lawns and stuff? You, you know, picks wow. up my garbage. Fixes wow. your most own, of your own, lawns. Oh no, plural. Wow, check <laughs> your you lawns, out. plural. Check you out, little way, hire, way no, up there on high. No, I don't hire no. <laughs> okay. I don't hire no black people to do manual labor. You know, that's just my rule. <laughs> White people got to work. <laughs> <laughs> pay them a living wage. Yeah, pay them a living wage. <laughs> well, I tell you, these young brothers have to get to work, too, though. Well, young kids need to learn they respect. Need no, respect. Mostly- but they need to learn to work. Well, you know, young people do need to work. I mean, I was, I've been working since I was 14. When did you start working, Tricky? 12. You? I'd say 17. Yeah. But young people need to go to work. Because if you don't go to work, you don't know the value of money. You don't know the value of hard work. You don't know the value of reward, self-reward. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking about the part where you self-pleasure. I'm talking about self-reward. Where you actually go out and earn something, you ain't gotta. Y'all are slow. You ain't no, gotta, you no, I was, I was, I caught it. I just can't believe you brought it out. At any I, didn't, rate. I did not bring it out. I brought it up. Okay, so that's what she said. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, well, you guys. No, you gotta look at. You gotta look at these brothers, man. Because now their thing is they think they can be dads and no job. Oh, I know. And you're like, what's that saying? It's like, be man, your sperm, your sperm is working, but you're not. Yeah. Imagine baby, the baby, you know, babies come with money trees, bro. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. Did you know that? That's what they tell so them. Like, no, you're going to be cool, man. You're going to be cool. So you, you, you're going to be a good daddy. Where you working? I'm making 15 at Burger King. You're going to need to start actually, doing a little hustling. Actually, come here, you're hiring. <laughs> I might get hired by Malcontent. Malcontent, are no. you hiring? I got you. The wrong color. I need, yeah, you're the wrong color, man. I need white dudes to do my grass. <laughs> you're too dark. <laughs> I need a white roofer, man. I know. I want a redhead. I ain't no white roofers. No white roofers. Are there, are there Mexican, white though. roofers? There are no white no. roofers left. Well, I've been college, trying to find college one. kids for oh, no, painting. College kids, painting. Are, no, yeah. no, no. College, the college painters. Yeah. Because you can't really fuck up painting. Yeah. You know, you can fuck up a roof. Yeah. You know, trust me. The white guys that did my last roof fucked it up. It's true. Did you get them? I did get them. Okay. They come back and do it over again too. Right. You ain't got to argue hard. That's you know? cool. So that's good. Do they yeah. fuck it up again? No, no. I, they did it right this no, time. No, I see. Oh, is insured, bonded, that kind of stuff. You check that. Yeah. Well, my lawyer did. Oh, there you go. You know, because you know I'm half white, so I got a lawyer. You know. You're half white, really? It's the darkest white I've ever seen right. in my life. If you see my palms. <laughs> well, okay, Ren. There you go. Nice. But yeah, seriously though, what do you mean? What do you? I mean, it's. I don't even know what to say anymore. All I know what all I know is is that if we don't have mentors for these kids, we're gonna have bigger problems. Okay, so you what know? you're basically saying is that we as elders in our communities, anyone who's over the age of say thirty five should reach out and start trying to help better their the youth around yeah. them. Yes. Especially if you got a little bit extra. You know, extra time. Doesn't have to be money, extra time. Nope. Have them shadow you at work. 
You know, I've done that for a few kids. I do, I did it too. That's what I did yeah. with Big Brother. I have them come in. I would have them teach me, help them build, help me build a, a computer, mm-hmm. and then I would give it to them at the end. I feel bad. I have clean out a network closet. <laughs> oh, you are you are cruel. <laughs> you are for all of you who have ever seen a network yeah. closet that's yeah. untidy. That's cruel. Yeah, yeah. they learned a lesson yeah, that day. Was, this was a this place was a mess when I got here. Oh. The last people they got fired. Are you so. allergic to dust mites by chance? Uh, I don't know. You probably are now. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a black skin plague. Dust mites really? Fuck, fucks our skin off, dude. Man, you're you're all over like these <laughs> these maladies that affect us, man. I'm, yeah. I'm thanking you for well, that. Well, apparently his his. His remedy to all his remedy to all of these problems is mayo. <laughs> I slather mayo in my legs. Hell I hit yeah. a packet of mayo. Mayo I this. Ma- I, keep, I keep mayo in the car. The hotter, the better. You know. Hot mayo. Hot mayo. I get flies right. landing on my leg and everything. I like that. Nice. It's you like know? it's like a really bad dating thing. F- feed my iguana off my leg. <laughs> mm, nasty. Nasty. You no, know, but we don't do mayo because mayo, they don't give you mayo in jail. And the point yes, is, everything is ramen. Jail. I had a prison burrito once. Somebody made me a prison burrito. Do you know oh, a prison yeah. burrito? Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you make that? What is that? Prison burrito was, um, okay, so it was string cheese. It was beef jerky. It was ramen, the, the soup packet from the ramen. And it was... Doritos, and so you microwave all that shit, and you add some hot water from the, you know, add a lot of hot water, and then you microwave it, and then you roll it up real tight, and you let it sit for two minutes on top of your heater, and then you, you unleash it, and it's the most saltiest, most disgusting shit I've ever, ever tasted. And but apparently this thing goes for like ten, fifteen dollars, in prison. Yeah. Like it's worth. The street value yeah. of the thing is fifteen dollars. Stuff's currency, big time. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it don't come out in one clump. <laughs> and again <laughs> depends on what section no, of the prison you're no, in no it depends it's right <laughs> <laughs> depends on who your your bunkmate is your cellmate is oh your my bunkmate gonna, get, gonna be fucking pissed off in the middle of the night when you can't control that shit you can't roll off that thing fast oh, enough I would think it'd be like four days later God, coming to greet you just have you tied up for four days and it's just coming out like a hard snake like a rollo one big orange rollo yeah quit the doritos oh god a little bit of fire in the hole i never hope i never have to have a a prison burrito you know don't Mm -hmm. ever don't ever ever do it prison burritos it's what you get in jail Better than a tossed salad. Hey, well, you know, some people like that. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't, at fifty-two years of age, intend to find out either. Yeah, I got my, I got, I got a little tickle at the doctor a couple months ago, but that's necessary. Was that a turn your head and cough situation? No, no, I was turning your head. We're gonna shove this camera up your ass and make sure you're not dying. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, that's got to do that around fifty or so. Yeah, aren't you coming up? Yep. Yeah. You haven't had one yet? Uh, I'm going to have one within a month. Wow, all right. Yeah. This is your first one? Aren't you almost 52? Yeah. Shut up, dude. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> that is definite no. How many have you yeah. had? Two. Okay, I've just no. had the one. I had, I, had like, I had like a barium thing. 
Oh. You know, at like 35. But this know. isn't barium. They don't give no. barium. No, this is, you know, I, you know. They just I'm blast good. you out and then you have to, mm. I don't know, you have to inject, you have to take it up the ass with a camera. Yeah, then you drink this whole big solution. They zap you out a little bit and then you get up, you wake up groggy and you're like, this is why I don't like this fucking medication. They gave me yeah. fentanyl. They gave me fentanyl too. Yep. I do not no. like that no, shit. Didn't really? like it. Didn't like didn't that at all. Strong. I should have strong. It is yeah, strong. I, I drove my sister to hers and they gave her something and she still wouldn't do it. Fentanyl. So, she didn't take no, it fentanyl. wasn't fentanyl. It was something else. I, I don't recall. Well, they gave me they gave me two drugs, fentanyl and some other drug, to make sure the fentanyl didn't kill me. Yeah. I think they give you two. Is this what happens to old people who just sit around talking about our, our colonoscopies and, and, and our Well, I remember I was in like a CT scan, you know, like a closed, and they gave me something, you know, to make me feel better and less anxious. I couldn't take it. I mean, as soon as they put me in, I was like, "Give me the fuck out." They give you the, oh. but they give you the second date. Don't, did they give you a Valium? It was it was Valium and so, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But it didn't work, and I was like, "I'm not doing it." Give me an open side. I don't care if I die. You know. So. Yeah, they give you a, a main line, so you didn't feel. Yeah. Didn't feel yeah, it was an IV. I still couldn't do it. It's like I, mean, I can't like be in this. My nose. Well, no, I mean, I was in one of those clothes, and my oh. nose was touching the oh. top. And they, were like, and they were like, don't move. Like, but I got scratched my nose. <laughs> yeah. God. Complete anxiety. I can't do it. We're old. It's official. I would be 20. I still could do it. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I was bleeding from the red, the, the anal area, yeah. so I had to do it the first time. You had a buffet before? <laughs> the old country. <laughs> no, got, the Asian buffet. I got really high once and went into old country buffet like 20 years ago. I, I had one plate of food, looked around and goes... I this is not stone behavior. I haven't uh-huh. done it since. I, I, I'm a germaphobe. I don't really yeah. like the whole oh, like, buffet thing. with the kids, the fingers oh. everywhere. You know? Yeah. Running by your leg, you know? They're like, slow down. Oh, it's no. after church rush, man. No. It's crazy. No. All the kids, you know? And all the like, seniors are like, get all these nigglets out of here. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, oh, just looking at you, because you're in the suburbs. And they all got the little you know, church hats on. Yeah. The little kids are running around and touching you. And I don't like to run. I told y'all many episodes ago, I do not like little white kids running around me. Because one of them run into a pole and I'm standing right next to him. I did not touch him. No, they scare me. Yep. But you'll hire him. I will hire them. <laughs> I ain't say nothing about not hiring them. Right. They are good edgers. They're good edgers. Well, there you go, but everybody. They don't get, but they don't get to go to prison. We do. Malcontent is hiring. <laughs> if you're young, white, and able, <laughs> he's I'll, got seven dollars and fifty cents an hour for you. Livable wage. It's a livable wage in the project. And right. Give him free lemonade. Oh, and free lemonade. I like that. And with that, <laughs> free lemonade. Milkshake. That no, cool, a milkshake refreshing too drink. Too much. At any rate. I am Tricky Mickey. I'm malcontent. I'm Big Germ. Hell yeah. He's really getting into that, I into know. the whole like uh, thing. I know. That's good. Sound effects. Oh my God, you got to come up with a new fucking thing, man. <laughs> Please. I was only going to use one. One phrase? Yes. Quit your jibble jabble. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you want to email us, 
please do so. BlackHelpline at Gmail. You can also Twitter at us at BlackHelpline. Or you can call and leave us a Google voice at 612-615-9636. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you you next time. Catch you next time. Later. Thank you.